Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast. It's great to have you with us. Here is today's message. You know, Christmas, Christmas is a time in which we use a lot of imagination. Uh, kids uh, imagine a really large guy in a red suit being pulled by a reindeer and a sleigh. Teenagers imagine the latest techno gift and all the trendy clothes on the tree. Parents imagine, how are we going to pay for all this? Come on, parents, ever had that imagination? How am I going to pay for all this? You know, a lot of times in life, imagination is good because it helps us across the little gap between where we are today and, and where we want to be. Sometimes at Christmas, you've got to invoke some imagination. Christmas can be a busy time, lots of folks going lots of places. And sometimes you have to envision things different. You know, the word imagination, this is the definition. It says the act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses or never before wholly perceived in reality. That's imagination. The Gospel of Luke was written to a man named Theophilus, a Gentile man. We'll call him Theo for short. Anybody have a friend named Theophilus, just out of curiosity? Uh, I don't, but we'll just use Theo, okay? And he writes this uh, book, a letter to Theo, from the idea of giving him assurance and imagination about if he should follow Jesus or not. And there's two things that Luke does that, that encourages uh, Theo toward following after Christ. You say, Marty, why did he have to be encouraged? Well, Theo probably had questions like many of us have at times. Is it really possible that God would send his son in the form of a baby, come to a manger, live in an obscure situation at difficult times, live 33 years and die on a cross, rise from the dead, save my sins, all that stuff. Is that how God actually works? Is it worth following after Jesus? There's a lot of hassle with it sometimes. And sometimes religious folks can be kind of zealous or kind of nuts, and everybody has a strange relative who goes to church. I'm not sure I want to be quite like that. 
So Theo is asking questions, and Luke uses two specific things to bring about reality. First of all, he uses a bit of history, a bit of artistic poetry to his past. He, he weaves together the idea of the, of the places that Jesus had come from, the lineage, the history. And secondly, he talks about the real people. You know, today I'm so glad because today we serve, I serve a real God, a, a real person that cares about real people. Do we have any real people in the house? Come on, put your hand up. If you're just a real, how many say I am? Come on, say I am. Just a real people. Man, I'm just real, and I'm glad today that my God is real. So Luke engages the idea of just real people. I mean, for example, Mary was a young teenage girl. And she finds out she's expecting a baby. Now, let's put this in context of those days compared to today's culture. In those days, that was grounds for death. There was no level of embracing an unwed mother in that time and that place because it was completely unthought of, unheard of, and it was over. So certainly, Mary had some fears. And then she has a visit from from an angel, she realizes what's inside of her isn't just any old baby, but it is the Messiah, the Son of God. Watch these verses real fast. Luke chapter 1, verse 46. It says, And Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Last verse. And his mercy, his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. This is a song she begins to sing out when she recognizes that this isn't just a baby. This is Messiah inside of her. Now, I've never been pregnant. I look it at times, but I'm not. And I I, I just know that I've seen ladies who were expecting, and there's a sense of joy. Imagine carrying inside of you Messiah, the Son of God. But in reality, Mary was real because this was also a difficult time. This wasn't all we think it is from this side of the story. See, Luke uses real people. Why? Because we have a real God. And today, if you're going through a real-life scenario, a real God cares about your real life. I like the other thought if you kind of go back to the book of Matthew. We look at the life of Joseph. Again, Joseph was an upright man, a man of high integrity. And when he discovered his wife was expecting, he thought, i got to go to plan B. Watch what the Bible says here. It says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly or to hide her. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she shall bring forth a son, watch his close, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save, and we'll read it real slow, he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning this, God with us. You see, everything about Jesus is everything about God coming to connect with us. It requires a bit of imagination to believe in all these things. When you think about it today, your imagination power that you often use to take you from where you are to where you want to go 
is just a little bit over to the side of where your faith should come into the picture. Because when you really get to looking at it, imagination and faith aren't that far apart. See, I like the thought today that it takes a healthy, vibrant imagination to follow after Jesus Christ. It takes a healthy faith. It takes a belief in something we cannot perceive to our natural senses. We can't always see it. We can't always hear it. We can't always touch it. We can't always taste it. But we have to believe it is true. That requires a bit of imagination. Imagine a world today in which God Almighty, the invisible God, lovingly connects to all of his children through a baby named Jesus so he could know you, he could know me in a very personal, real manner. I'm not talking about organized religion. I'm talking about a relationship with a real God that wants to connect with your real life just like it stands today. Oh, by the way, that child that came, unlike any other baby, was born to die. He came to this earth not to live, but to live and to die. Not just to die, but to be resurrected. Not just to resurrect, but to ascend to the right hand of the Father and to someday come back for us. All of this giving us tremendous hope for our life. You see, it takes a touch of imagination to have faith. You say, Marty, there's no link between the two. Watch what the Bible says, Hebrews 11.1. 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for, the evidence of things not seen. That sounds a lot like imagination to me. See, I love the fact that all of us today, we can engage imagination quickly. We often are slow to engage our faith. Let me give you a help today. You engage faith all day long. You engaged faith when you sat down in the chair this morning. You was hoping it was going to hold you, true or false. And if you're like me at my size, we always think twice. We assess it. If there's any cracks, we don't touch it. We use faith all day long. Why not have faith and trust in Jesus Christ for your entire life? You see, oftentimes, all we have to do is go back to the simplicity of a child. You know, I love, I, how many of you love kids? Come on, if you love kids, put your hand up high. How many of you love other folks' kids a lot more than your own kids? Come on, just be honest. A little group therapy today. It's all right. It's all right. A child has just a simple way of looking at life. Kids just, they believe they, they, they believe with honest simplicity. They don't question all this stuff. You say, Marty, hold on now. And when it comes to my eternity and my faith, I want to have some facts. Let me tell you today, Christianity believes in the facts. We're not just based in fairy tale or, or, or child's play. We are based in fact. We have fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth, that he lived, that he died, that he resurrected, and we have faith he's coming back based on the facts he's already been here. This isn't about fairy tale. This is reality. Your faith today just has to scooch over just a touch from the world of imagination to the world of faith in Jesus Christ. A child is so simple. They, they just believe everything. In fact, every kid can believe in two things real quick and easy. Number one is Christmas. Again, there's many kids that are believing every day these next few days for Santa to come scooting across the sky. They believe. And kids always believe in Jesus. If you go to any one of our altar services in our kids' ministry at harvest time, Miss Kelly will tell you those kids always have their hand raised high. When she says, do you want to trust Jesus? Every kid puts their hand in the air. 
Now, us adults, we're a little more reserved because, hey, we got our life under control, or do we? Today, I want to engage you. I want to pull your imagination. I want to, I want to take you from, from the world of make-believe to the world of reality to trust in a real God for your entire existence. Your kid, kids, are, kids are a bit gullible, and I have two sons, and I've been known to do things to harass my kids at different times, as every loving dad does. How many dads ever harassed your kids? Come on, honesty right now. Put your hand up high, a few of you. rest of you lying through your teeth. A couple months ago, we was in the house, and the power went out. And so I said to one of my kids, I said, hey, real quick, I said, make sure. I said, go make sure the toilet still flushes. <laughs> so he goes running back there. He, I hear it flush twice. He goes back out and goes, it works, Dad. I just hit the floor laughing. Come on, how many you know? Now, in fairness, he had no idea. But I love the fact that there's an innocence there. You know, when it comes to your faith in Christ, that's about the kind of innocence you have to have. In fact, Jesus said to us, hey, guys, be like a child. In Mark's gospel, he said this. He said, surely I say to you that whoever does receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. If you want to know God today, if you want to bridge the gap between where you're at in your life and where you want to be in your life, you're going to have to engage some imagination or some faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You say, what kind of faith? Childlike faith. Just believe it as he says it. Just trust he will do what he has said he will do. Maybe today it's about believing in Christ as your Savior. Maybe today it's about believing in Christ for an area of your life. Maybe you're already a Christian. Do you know that people who believe in Christ still have life changes and life challenges they have to go through? And a lot of times us Christians, we can tune out the belief system just because we think once we're in, we're good. Let me tell you something today, Harvest Time. You need Jesus Christ every day of your life, not just one day of your life. Faith is what it takes to follow. You know, sometimes in life you can find yourself in an unimaginable spot. In fact, I'm aware that this Christmas isn't the best for some of us in this room today. This is the first Christmas without a job. This is the first Christmas maybe since a divorce. First Christmas since you lost a child or a loved one. Maybe this is the first Christmas since you learned information about your own life that you're not prepared to receive. I was talking to a friend this week or in end of last week, and I said, how are you doing? He said, not too good. We just got word that so-and-so in our family has been diagnosed with this situation. Maybe this Christmas you're focusing on who might not be here next Christmas. And see, that's where your faith comes back in because Jesus Christ cares not just about your eternity. He cares about your life here and now. Are you aware today that Jesus Christ came to set the captives free, to help the blind to see, to help the lame walk again, to help the, the deaf to hear again. Jesus Christ came to fulfill all those things, and he wants to do it in your life this morning. So what about your life? Have you found yourself in an unimaginable spot? Sometimes in life, you get to a spot you never thought you'd be at. I was talking to a person just a few weeks ago, and they said, I never thought I would be here. You know, that happens in life. You know, I'm going to show you a video in just a few moments of some of my friends. Some people from this house who found their life in an unimaginable spot. They found a gap between where they were and where they wanted to be. They had a dream. They had an imagination. They had a hope over here. But then the reality was in the middle. 
and they could see what they wanted, but they knew where they were at, and they got this big gap to span. Jesus Christ, he bridges those gaps. He spans those sea of difficulty. He can touch your heart today. He can make your life completely different through the power of his life. Remember, Christmas isn't about trees. It's not about gifts. So we do all that stuff, but it's all about the gift, a gift, coming to give you the gift of life here and now and life everlasting. How about some of my friends? See, in their life, they found some difficulty. But they gave it to Jesus Christ. They gave their heart to Jesus. They gave their life to Jesus. They gave their situation to Jesus. And the outcome was proven that he is faithful and just to those who trust him. Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is Lord Tell them Love them, tell them the truth. Tell them died upon that cross for me and you. Tell them your story, how it made you new. Is he the best thing that's happened to you?
Christmas, or you're ready to believe again? Is, is this the year that you'll finally accept that everything you've dealt with in your journey can be taken care of? Through one name, that name is Jesus Christ. It doesn't go away overnight, but it goes away as you walk in obedience, walk in trust, walk in faith as you give your heart. Today in this room, there is a variety of people. There are those today that you're a believer in Christ. That isn't the issue for you. The issue is you keep dealing with things every day that you don't realize he's come to set you free from. And you look at the gap in your life between where you are and where you want to be, and you can't find a way to get across that See, Jesus Christ is that bridge. The cross bridges all those difficulties. And then there's those of you today in this room that You've not made that commitment to Christ. You're not really sure that if you died tonight, you'd make it to heaven. You don't have any idea. And you're wondering, is this all true? Is this, is this real? You're kind of like Theo in the book of Luke. You're just wondering how this works. Well, it works by faith. It works by trust. It works by giving Jesus a chance to take your life to a new level. I want you to bow your head all across the house. If you're new to our church, this is normal for us. We have folks bow their head all the time. I want you to feel safe. We're not going to scare you while you got your head bowed, I promise. I'm going to pray for you today, and I'm going to pray a prayer that will hopefully continue to open your heart because I believe God is speaking to you right now. And you know he's speaking to you because you're feeling something you never felt before in this moment. You're, you're wondering, you're, you're kind of... You feel a, a, a connection in your spirit right now that something bigger than you is about to happen in this room. And as I pray, I want you to, with me, pray. If you don't know how to pray, praying is just a conversation from your spirit to God, and you just talk to him like you would anybody else. But I want you to pray as I pray, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart as to what he would have you to do today. Father, we thank you today. I thank you that, first of all, that I know that you're real. God, I thank you that I know that in this very, very moment, you want to touch real people with a real relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, right now, across this house, there is a variety of of gaps in our life, and today you have come to bridge those gaps. You are the hope that takes us from where we're at to where we want to be. And Father, right now, I believe you're speaking to every heart. This is a day of change, a day of transformation, a day of newness for them, a day of new beginnings. For some, it'll be a day of commitment to salvation. For others, a day of commitment of their situation to you and they're going to trust you. They're going to believe again this Christmas. This will be the Christmas that they believe again, not in Santa, but in a Savior. Hello, everyone. We hope you've had a great time with us at Celebrate with Family. My name's Lauren, and there are just a few things I want to share with you before we leave today. If this is your first time here, we're so glad you've made it, and we'd love to have you back for our next service, Christmas Eve at Harvest Time, this Saturday at 6 p.m. This will be taking the place of our Sunday service times, since this Sunday is Christmas. 
We want your family to have a fantastic holiday together. And even though we'll be at home this Sunday, we can still have church. Just tune into Fox at 9.30 a.m. for our Christmas TV special, Home for the Holidays. And if you're traveling to visit family, don't worry. You'll be able to watch the service online at any time this Christmas Sunday at HarvestTime.net. So put down the figgy pudding, waffles, and orange juice to join with your church family for a Christmas service right in your very own home. That's all for today. Thank you so much for being with us. We would love for you to join us next week for one of our two Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. For more information about Harvest Time, you can always visit us online at harvesttime.net. Remember, Harvest Time is your family for life. We'll see you next week.